is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend, and I hope you're ready to talk about the rest of our PPR mock draft. We got through the first three rounds on Friday? Yeah, Friday. And now we're back here on Monday to give you the rest. I'm Adam Azer. He is Dave Richard. Hey, Dave. What's going on? How are you? Jamie and I have already had our Game of Thrones recap sesh. What's up, Jamie? We're not going to do it on the air? No, we're not going to do it on the air. We just, we decided it's bad etiquette. But the, the death of the dragon has to be <laughs> And Matthew Coca's here. We teased it on Friday. We said we're getting Coca here to talk about his awesome team. Uh, what's up, Matt? Yeah, I have no idea why I am here. When you texted me yesterday, <laughs> I, I asked you if it was a good or bad thing, and you said, uh, well, you'll have to find out. So yeah. well, here I am trying to find out. Well, I don't know either. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. But um, I do know that if you – and we'll do this on the air. If you could maybe speak a little bit more directly into the microphone, it would be helpful. Is it, doesn't he, isn't he supposed to know this? Isn't he a producer? Yes. Right. I'm as close to the microphone as I possibly can be without the microphone being in my mouth. It's like in Ren and Stimpy when the big microphone went into Stimpy's nostrils when he was doing a live read for Gritty Kitty. How's that for a 20-year-old reference that no one's going to get? Outstanding. Thank you. Good stuff. All right, well, uh, Matthew, tell us, tell us, you first of all, Matthew or Matt? It doesn't matter. Okay. Coca. They're, they're, they're both my names, but yeah, I go by Coca. <laughs> they're both my names. <laughs> it's the same name. Yeah, but I, I go, go by, by Dave and David. Tell us, um, tell us what you're, uh, what you do at CBS. Well, I'm a producer. I have a show called Canell and Bell with Danny Canell and Raja Bell. That's on five days a week on CBS Sports HQ, and I've produced a lot of the the FFT that is on camera stuff. So the show during the season, I've done a lot of, of that producing and, and I'm just a great fantasy football. What, what, what do we call them? Is it a coach, a manager, uh, player, player, <laughs> player, player, yes. a player. Okay. Yeah, so, no, you are, you are very good. And, um, we're happy to have you here. And so we had, like we had a, a fun thing with, with Coca because, uh, we were nominated for an FSWA award. I think it was FSWA, uh, for, um, for FFT. And Coca's one of four producers during the season, but we didn't know which show we were nominated for. So I, I was giving the the four of them like basically uh, the the scene with Joker with Heath Ledger where you know he breaks the pool stick and says you, you know you fight it out for uh, the two guys for one spot. It was the four of them for who was going to be the one that claimed the winning show uh-huh. of our producers. Oh. That wasn't, such, that wasn't such a great story. Well, you weren't paying attention. Coke enjoyed it. I wasn't really paying you attention. Gotta, you got to change your references to Ren and Stimpy. It, like, no one remembers was, the sure. Joker breaking the pool cue <laughs> scene. Everybody remembers Ren and Stimpy. But let's talk about the dragon. Now, yeah, no, let's get into the draft here. Let's get into the draft. Um, all right, so to uh, to recap. Actually, you know what? Let's hit on a few news items real quick. Uh, the Patriots signed Austin Ferian Jenkins to a one-year deal last week. Dave, Jamie, does that mean Austin Ferian Jenkins should be drafted? He was drafted in this draft. Yeah, should he have been? He went in the tenth round, so he went uh, early tenth round, like a hundred and tenth ish overall. I, I always find when we do these early drafts, and, and certainly when people are doing best ball drafts before the NFL draft, you're going to take flyers on guys that are kind of placeholders for where some of these rookies will be. So in this case, I I I think the Patriots will add a tight end. I don't I didn't necessarily mean it like that, but you're taking guys that you know that have sort of a chance in a good spot, and he has a chance in a good spot, but he's kind of been a terrible player everywhere he's been. 
Yeah, he's all right with the Jets, right? And then I guess like the Patriots did pretty well with Martellus Bennett three years ago when Gronkowski missed eight games. Uh, Bennett had uh, 55 catches, 701 yards, and seven touchdowns on 73 targets. And that was with Gronkowski playing half the season. But the last two years, you've gotten nothing from Dwayne Allen. So, I don't know. Dave, what do you think about ASJ? As of now, I'm not drafting him. I want to see him earn a starting role with the Patriots before I seriously consider putting him in the top 120. Aaron Rodgers played through a fractured leg and a sprained MCL last year, so pretty severe, pretty severe injury, uh, and healthy and motivated this year. We don't talk about that. Uh, Sean McVay, though, said he expects Todd Gurley to be a focal point of the offense. What do you guys think about that? Sean McVay says Gurley will be a focal point of the offense. It's encouraging. I mean, look, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be good. You know, there's there's clearly a risk of re-injuring himself, and you know he may be getting to a point where these knees become a problem, or or the left knee in particular. But if he's gonna, you know, play 16 games, you have to be excited about that. So um, as long as again, there's no no one else added, I'll I'll move him back up. I'm I'm probably the lowest on him uh, of the three of us. Uh, in, in factoring in Heath, I think today's Heath's birthday, by the way. It is. Uh, so happy birthday, Heath. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be more encouraged by Gurley as we get uh, closer to the season and he may end up ending up he may end up as a good bargain even in this draft going at sixth overall. Coca, you had what pick did you have in this draft? You had the, the eighth. Eighth, the pick. eighth. Would you have taken Gurley if he were there at eight? No, because I'm I'm big I think everybody knows this in PPR if it's if it's one point per the reception, I'm always taking wide receivers in the first round. Everybody knows all of our <laughs> listeners know that too. <laughs> Okay, wide receiver. That you did take. You gotta understand that Coco has an audience that listens to our. our yeah, I have a thousand. I have a thousand uh, Twitter followers. <laughs> they all know. The but you have friends to listen to right? You want to give a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Mike Mango. He's he's about to listen today, and and hopefully he hears this. Mm-hmm. What a is he name. good at fantasy? What a name! Is he good? Is he good at fantasy? Who, when you play him in fantasy, who wins more often, him or you? He's one of those guys. He's like you, where he's in like a ton of different leagues, so it's hard for him to pay attention and like our league mm-hmm. and i just dominate in our league so it's, it's nice it's not i fun. usually walk walk past coca on the way to our podcast and he's like yo yo my boy my boy you don't understand my boy he- <laughs> <laughs> it's jersey you know it's jersey you gotta show jersey love all right all right so those are your news items here we go i'll, I'll just go over the first three rounds really quickly and tell you who was drafted and when uh it was ppr it's 12 teams quarterback two running backs two receivers tight end kicker defense and a flex Saquon Barkley won. Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, Gordon, and Gurley. First six picks were running backs. Jamie had the second pick. He took Zeke. I had the fourth pick, McCaffrey, although I was late to the draft, so Jamie took McCaffrey for me. Dave had the seventh pick. He took Hopkins. Coca had the eighth pick. He took Michael Thomas. So it was Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, James Conner, David Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's your first round. Followed by Joe Mixon. Devontae Adams, which we thought was amazing, like even 14th overall is just too late for Devontae Adams. Patrick Mahomes, too early. Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham to Coca, good pick there, we liked it. Nick Chubb to Dave, Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, T.Y. Hilton to me, Zach Ertz, he had a little tight end run here. Tyreek Hill to Jamie, Tariq Cohen, interesting pick at the end of round two. 24th overall. Round three was Keenan. Round three had this run of wide receivers that was just really exciting. Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Mike Evans. Jamie took Brown. I took Evans. 
uh, then Amari Cooper, then George Kittle was a nice pick in the middle of round three. Dave took Damian Williams. We broke down the Aaron Jones pick by Matthew Coca. How did you feel about that pick? I liked it a lot. I think I liked it more than David Jamie did, but we all liked it. But I love it. It was my favorite pick of the draft, Coca, uh, Aaron Jones. Well, I, I appreciate that. And Listen, I'm, I'm always going for value, and you're bringing, in, you're bringing in a new head coach. One, I think, is going to respect Aaron Jones' ability, and he's going to give him the football. I think, I think we've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do with the, the weapons that he has, and I think taking a lot off of him is just handing the football off to Aaron Jones and just letting him do his thing. So the, I, I figured where he was and who was left on the board, you could see you know, Leonard Fournette was the next back off the board. I just valued Aaron Jones way more than I did someone like a Leonard Fournette. Why did I you? I don't fi- like the pick so much that he took Jamal Williams in round ten. But I took Jamal Williams. <laughs> yes. Hey, round ten. That's a good. That's a good. That's no, a I'm great pick. Uh, that's that's the best pick in the draft. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to trade Jamal Williams to. Uh, here's my Azer offer. I give you Jamal Williams to handcuff Aaron Jones. You give me, um, Sony Michelle. He's not good at this format anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take deal. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> That's binding. Why did you take Why did you take Aaron Jones over Julian Edelman and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs? Well, because I already had Odell and I had Michael Thomas, and I didn't want to go three wide receivers in a row. And when I saw Aaron Jones on the board and just his late season play last year, it was just to me it was a no brainer to take him being my first running back with with that sort of value. Do you remember? It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's just an interesting theory. Though, had you taken the receiver there, because essentially what you have now is those two stud receivers and I think two very good running backs in Aaron Jones and, and Sony Michelle. Had you taken, wh- which of the guys you mentioned, Adam? Oh, uh, Thielen, Diggs, and Edelman. Okay, a- any one of those three guys. Is that an upgrade over Lamar Miller, who is now your flex? Well, see, in my it would be, but it would have cost him Aaron Jones. But I also saw in in yeah, I guess it's just who's, the, the, who's on my bench is is Tyler Lockett, and I think from where I drafted Tyler Lockett and and basically Doug Baldwin's slide in this draft, I figured that I could put Tyler Lockett into that flex position with him being the number one wide receiver in in Seattle, and maybe we'll talk about Seattle and and Russell Wilson and and him trying to throw the football more, but it it, it looks like that Lockett is going to be his guy. And I just love his potential in, in the flex spot. Do you remember when you drafted Jones seeing that there was a drop-off at running back and maybe that helped push you? Like, obviously, the need was there because you took two receivers with your first two picks. But then you see that the other names that were there at running back were guys like Fournette, Michelle, uh, Derek Henry was taken after, Philip Lindsay was taken after. Maybe you figured that Jones was just a notch better than all those guys. And so you took him, figuring that one of the other receivers could potentially make it back to you or one of the other running backs. I think it was just seeing his name there. Like, I think we were that late, and usually running backs are, are the guys who fly off the board. Yep. I, so I think I saw his name, and I was just like, why isn't anybody taking him? You know, you had the pick, you had the pick right before of him, course, and you went right. with Damian Williams. And I was like, you know what? I, I, can't, I can't let him drop off the board because I needed that running back, and I needed someone with RB1 potential. And, and he's that guy for me. All right. right. He so, was the and, best guy uh, available at that point. Getting off of, of that, though. I mean, I do like the conversation about taking three wide receivers with your first three picks. So what, let's do the team comparison and what, what it could have been with three wide receivers um, versus three running backs, right? So uh, Versus, sorry, two wide receivers and a running back. So, Jamie, help me out. So he could have had Michael Thomas, 
Odell Beckham and let's say Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. and then Sony Michelle and Lamar Miller as his running backs. Right. So it's just a difference of uh, the the drop off because Michelle would now replace Jones and Miller would replace Michelle essentially um, as the one number one back and then the number two back. So you you, you just be getting I think a. It's just a matter of do you value Aaron Jones versus those receivers. Uh, it, it, it's kind of splitting here. Yeah. All right. So let's go to round four. Uh, after after uh, Aaron Jones, it was Edelman, Thielen, Robert Woods, Leonard Fournette. So we're going to start our analysis really with round four. And also, I just you know why is why is Matt Matthew Coca on the show? Um, because he's not. You know, he's a good, great fantasy player. He's not an analyst. So I thought. Sorry, not trying to put you down at all. I just you have a. Different perspective on but everybody things. knows he takes receivers early. Though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like what you just said about Tyler Lockett, I think needs to be discussed. You basically just called him the number one wide receiver. I don't. I'm not sure that I'm willing to go there. Oh, uh, he is uh, in Seattle. He is. He, oh, oh, really? Healthy Doug Baldwin? You're telling me Tyler Lockett? When, is, when's the next time Doug Baldwin's going to be healthy? Well, I, I don't know. He could very easily go into training camp. He will go into training camp healthy. He, he will. What? Yeah, he's breaking, ha- breaking news. He's having the surgery. All right, he'll go into the pre-se- He'll go into the regular season healthy. Hopefully. Oh, look at this! I like this uh, news. You don't think so? Breaking. Uh, I we did- don't know. We know he's having significant surgery this off season. His yeah. third one. Okay. All right. He's going under the knife. So then I'm the one who has the the different view. Anyway, uh, just fresh perspective and and helpful stuff. Philip Lindsay. First pick of round four, Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry, Derek Henry, Sony Michelle to Coca, Kenny Galladay to Dave. Lindsey, Diggs, Landry, Henry, Michelle, and Galladay. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, all very good players. You know, it's just a matter of how they'll respond in, in some certain situations. You know, Lindsey and, and Landry are probably the two that could really kind of change a little bit. Based on what happened a year ago, obviously Landry gets um, a, a better player on the field with him at the same position in Odell Beckham. So you have to wonder if he'll still get the 149 targets he had a year ago. But he also could benefit from playing more on the inside and, and a little bit lighter coverage. And Lindsey, the one staying force in that Broncos coaching staff is the running back coach. Uh, he told me that at the Pro Bowl that was you know kind of – or the Super Bowl, I forget when the hire was made. But um, that, that that was encouraging for him. But he also himself said that the team needs to see more from Royce Freeman in particular, which you would expect would happen a little bit, uh, especially the way Freeman closed the season. Plus, you have the wrist injury for Lindsey. Um, you know, how healthy will he be coming off that flexor injury? Hopefully, he'll be the same guy. But, you know, there could be some, you know, uh, setback in his recovery. Right, question on Landry. Really bad finish to the season, um, basically when Freddie Kitchens took over. So... Should he really be a fourth round pick? Should he be a top forty pick? Landry couldn't couldn't the case be made in PPR for it because of what we know about him as a reception getter? Uh, well, yeah, he, had, he had eighty one last year. It's not like he had a hundred. Like you know, yeah, he's. I I think his stats will kind of be in the same range that they are now. But I, I do think you could see maybe an uptick in one or two touchdowns. Um, he, he's. He's got to be 90-plus receptions to justify it in the fourth round. I think it's a little too soon, especially with some of the other guys around the board. But, you know, you are hoping that Baker takes a step forward. I do think, you know, one thing to not overlook with this Browns team is Todd Monken 
as part of the play calling. I don't know if he's going to be. It's Kitchens. No, I I, I, I know that, but I don't know if it's going to be, you know, Mocking having 50% say in what the game plan is going into the week, 80% say, 100% say, and Kitchens is the one calling the plays. Kitchens is the one designing the whole playbook. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. But Mocking's influence will certainly help, and Baker's maturation in year two will help. So, you know, Landry could still be – you know, a significant factor. It's just a matter of how much you know, you're talking about Beckham's getting 160 targets when he's playing 16 games. That's basically what his pace is. And Landry's been above that last year was 149. Hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make it kind of hot here. I hated the pick. That was a bad pick. I would much rather yeah, have to, to, Kenny to see him go, go ahead of Galladay and some of the other players in this round. But you can argue Godwin. Oh, that's a terrible pick. I'm sorry. But you, but you can, you can argue it that, that those two guys may be a little bit too high, but still. The, that's yeah. the kind of range, but but Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks going the next round, right? You know that that's a little hard to justify. There's I think people who take here. Landry that early are banking on him beating lesser coverage and realizing that last year he saw really tough coverage as the number one receiver in Cleveland, but playing on the outside, and now he's not going to do that. He'll be in the slot more often than not, and uh, any defense that comes up against the Browns and and plays their safeties back and double teams against Odell. Baker will take advantage with Landry. I think it's going to be hard to see consistency from him this year. I don't think he'll be very consistent. Okay, uh, so you took, Matthew Koga, you took a guy who had seven catches last year. This is a PPR league, Sony Michelle. Were you, were you concerned at all about his lack of involvement in the passing game? No, no, because I think that's why, you know, having the Odell and the Michael Thomas uh, on my team are guys that like I'm hoping will pick up all that slack that that Sony Michelle's not going to get in the receiving game, but he's going to pick up on the ground, and he's just another one of those guys. Like last year, you sort of saw what he can do in that offense, and Tom Brady's getting older, and Tom Brady just lost Rob Gronkowski, so I think this is another situation where he's just going to be like an Aaron Jones, where they're going to help out their quarterback by giving him the football. I think you know he's he looked like he's one of the best running backs that the the Patriots have had in a long time and we saw that in small bursts so this is another guy I saw on the board I saw the value I saw the potential and and I liked the pick I loved it I I think you you know you saw really what he could be in the postseason you know that's what the the hope is that you're drafting that guy that scored six touchdowns in three postseason games you know and, and could be the catalyst of this offense because of everything that he just said that Matt just said about the offense most likely changing. You know, you don't yeah. lose Gronk and have Brady a year older. And, you know, I know Isaiah Wynn coming back at the left tackle spot will hopefully be okay, but, you know, still unproven as a you know rookie who missed time last season. There's, there's uh, you know, the Patriots are all about just, just getting to January and, and winning. And so can they get there with Michelle, who did not have a great regular season and dealt with some injuries, but I think can take another step forward in the passing game, but certainly can, can dominate on the ground. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is this the order? So we had we had three rookies, or they were rookies last year, go in this in this fourth round with Philip Lindsay, then Sony Michelle, and then Carry on Johnson to end the to end that round. Do you see that being the order Look, in which they should be drafted? What a question! Uh, next season. Look, look at this guy stepping up in the host role here. Good question. I like a good Michelle question. better than both those guys in PPR. Mm-hmm. I've got Michelle and Lindsay back to back in PPR. Michelle's one spot higher. Um, is it crazy to take James White over Sony Michelle in PPR? I like White better than all those guys. 
I was thrilled when he was there for me. No, I, I don't think White can replicate last year. He might be better. He had 12 touchdowns last year. Yeah. That's, that's going to be tough to repeat. How many catches did he have? Like did, not 80, 90? Uh, he was 87. He was the seventh best PPR running back, I believe, last year. Uh, by the way, the Patriots did run the ball the third most times in the NFL last year, 30 per game. Okay, so that would be, let me just re- recap here where we're at. First six picks of this round, round four. Lindsey, Diggs, Landry, Derek Henry, Sony Michelle, and Kenny Galladay. And then Chris Godwin goes next. Andrew Luck. I talked about the Andrew Luck pick on uh, the Friday show. It just unfortunately for Tommy Tran, who took Luck there, there just was no run at quarterback after that. You had to wait three more rounds, I think. Uh, oh, no, the end of round six. Sorry, two more rounds before the quarterbacks came off the board. So Luck is the second quarterback off the board, kind of stood out. I took Devontae Freeman, then Marlon Mack, and then Jamie took Evan Ingram. And then carry on Johnson closes out round four. Uh, I think we're we're okay there. Do you cool with Marlon Mack uh, in between Devontae Freeman and carry on Johnson? Yeah, that was a great pick. That was a little low, to be honest with you. Okay. Brandon Cooks is the first pick of round five. Then Jamie took James White. It, James White is going to be interesting because he probably won't score those touchdowns. But Does he get 87 catches? The, Seems, seems realistic, right? Why wouldn't he get? Why wouldn't he get at least seventy-five? I think that's easy for him if he's healthy. I mean, okay, who's he throwing a, to right now? We'll do some quick math. Does it bother you that he's never had more than sixty catches in a season until last year? No, no. Okay. No, it makes right. sense. So, so how many touchdowns do you want to give James White? I'd say eight. Okay. I'm fine with eight. And how many catches? 85. 70. Okay, let's say 75. So that would have made him, I think, the number 10 running back in PPR last year instead of number eight. Maybe number 11. Still. Yeah. Well, we didn't... We didn't slice his yardage. We sliced his touchdowns. And oh, that's catches. true. That's true. We didn't. We're slice just going to have him average. You know, I think his, rushing, I think his rushing yards are about the same, <laughs> and I think his receiving uh, total, his receiving average, will be the same. He had eleven seventy six total, and if we're going to cut off uh, twelve catches, uh, twelve catches, so that's like fifteen percent less. Want to take off fifteen percent of his yardage? No, I think I, that's, I, I think we're getting that's a thousand yards. It's a thousand and eight with seventy five catches. All right, it's a top 15 running back. Uh, Cooper Cup is next in round five. Mark Ingram to me, Chris Carson, and then Robbie Anderson. So we sort of talked about how at this point in the draft, as soon as uh, Cooks and Cup come off the board, and I would imagine in most leagues they're coming off the board before Chris Godwin. Uh, we're, getting, we're, we're seeing a drop in, in tier at wide receiver because Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd, Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, not you know exciting prospects in, in a lot of cases, but just not proven. So we are at that point in the draft, and we are about 50 picks in when Brandon Cooks, James White, and Cooper Cup come off the board. Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Robbie Anderson. Uh, guys, what do you think about Chris Carson here in the middle of round five, you know, around 53rd overall? It's fine. Yep. I think it's okay value considering that the running back position peters out real quick here. And Tommy's running backs are he didn't take he took Melvin Gordon in round one and this is his RB two. 
Melvin Gordon, Travis Kelsey, Amari Cooper, Andrew Luck. That's the pick that kills me. And then Chris Carson. I mean, you take you give him Marlon Mack instead of Andrew Luck. You know, it's I a like much it. better looking squad. Or and Brandon Cooks. Or no, Carson I, in five. I think you keep Carson, but if he takes, yeah, 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 Cooks or Cup. Right, right. Okay, keep Carson if you want, sure. But give him give him Marlon Mack instead of Andrew Luck. Give him Cooks instead no, of Luck. No, put the receiver there. Sure. Well, okay. Put the receiver there. All right, Coca, you're on the clock. Dave took Tevin Coleman. Actually, that's a pick that should be discussed. Oh, we discussed it on Friday. Never mind. Uh, Coca, you took Lamar Miller. So that was your third running back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 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 gonna give out a little hot take here, Ooh. but I think Lamar Miller might be the most disrespected fantasy running back in a while. Oh, so Heath is here. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like since since 2014, the guys never had a season with less than 178 fantasy points. He's only 27 years old, and now that offense, like we we've, we've seen when that offense is hitting at all cylinders, we've seen what that offense can look like with Deshaun Watson's growth, uh, growth, uh, with DeAndre Hopkins turning into one of the best wide receivers in football. If they have a healthy Will Fuller. Like this offense, this when they click, they're they're one of the best in football. So I, I think Lamar Miller is that guy. It, it doesn't really look like uh, what Deonta Foreman. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, you know, he's been hurt, he's been injury plagued. So I think Lamar Miller, being 27 years old, with the fantasy production that he's had consistently over five plus seasons, I think him as as an RB three is is a perfect spot to be in. What it, what it, if it, he was your RB two? I don't think you're going to see anybody drafting him in that regard unless it's like the Tommy situation where you're settling for somebody. But I think this is kind of the spot where Lamar Miller, if he still holds the job, that's the thing. Because there are some, there is some thought that Houston may draft one of the you know, guys. I don't know if it'll be you know, Josh Jacobs with their first pick because they need to address a lot of other things. But it could be – I've seen that with a couple mock drafts. But you, you could see a situation where um, they, they do look for somebody there just because – not only Lamar Miller just kind of not necessarily hitting that next level where I think they thought that that's the kind of guy they were getting when they signed him, but Foreman also coming back to form after the Achilles injury. So they do need to work on their depth there. But I, I, I mean, you're right on in one hand that Lamar Miller is just kind of been steady. He just hasn't been sexy. You know, he hasn't had a, a lot of big production for an offense that has been explosive. And you also have this offensive line that just needs to be retooled in a big, big way, which they haven't really done much to do so. Yeah, but if you if you look at the second half of his season, you know, he had 17, 19, 13, 23, 12, 15 fantasy points. And that's when that offense really looked like like we all thought it yeah, would all he, season. He, he, he goes underrated. The the other the other aspect of what you brought up is is about drafting these one of these rookie running backs. And it's just I'm not really afraid of any of them. Like, you know, when Saquon was coming in, you're like, that, oh, sure. that's, that's a dude you need on your team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, that's a dude you need on your team. But Josh Jacobs, like, you want to talk about sexy names, like a, a running back who's going to be drafted at the end, towards the end of round one, like that really to me. And, and well, Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle was. Yeah, but Sony Michelle was also a, a guy coming off of uh, knee injuries. Uh, and he went okay. in the middle, True. toward the middle of fantasy drafts. Last year, people weren't targeting. No, but it's not about fantasy. It's about the impact five. on the Texans. Oh, yeah, it's I, a separate uh, conversation. Miller's had opportunities. He just, other than that, like seven game stretch in the middle of this season, 
of middle of last season. He's not, he has not been great with the Texans. I don't think he's going to average 4.6 yards per carry again. But I do see your point. I mean, he's a steady running back. He doesn't really catch the ball that much. Um, so, you know, you've got Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, and Lamar Miller. I don't know if you have a 50-catch running back on your roster. And I do wonder, guys, if, if you need that this day and age in PPR. You know, you can't just rely on your wide receivers for catches. You've got to get some from running backs. If there are enough running backs that catch 50 passes, I think you probably want to have one. I don't know if it's imperative. What do you guys think? Depends on the one because, like, I, I have two that were top ten in receptions last year. Now, Jalen Richard yeah. is the opposite of James White. Well, you have you have Z, you have Zeke and Richard. Well, forget no James White and Richard. Forget about Zeke. Oh, I'm sorry, Zeke I, I meant Zeke and and um, James. Oh, Richard. Richard sucks. Uh, no, he doesn't. And and Jalen Richard is somebody that if he had scored five touchdowns, which he never does. Well, it means he's been in the NFL for two seasons. So if he had scored five <laughs> touchdowns. Um, then you're talking about someone that if his reception totals stay the same, and we don't know what this backfield is going to look like. This thought is they're going to bring somebody else in. But if it's Crowell and, and Richard, Jalen Richard is going to be awesome next year in PPR. So is Antonio Brown. Uh, no, he's not going to be awesome. First of all, he's been in the league three years. He has scored three touchdowns. Um, he is just – all he does is catch passes. He does nothing with it. Uh, no, Jalen Richard's a – he needs to get some work in the running game and score some touchdowns. Otherwise, he's Duke Johnson. You just said that you need to have a 50-catch running back. Yeah, but you need to have a 50-catch running back that scores. Or he's got to do something with the 50-catch. Yeah, the guys, he's a nothing. I remember let's, having let's, right. let's, so have this, let's have this conversation again if, after the draft, and let's see what they do. They have Crowell. Crowell's their guy. Okay. He is. Their they, they, he's okay. their guy today. Jalen Richard is not their guy. After, let's have this conversation again about Jalen Richard after the draft and see who they have. Okay, but Jalen Richard in his career has one game with more than 10 carries. He had 11 carries one time. That's a career high. I'm, I'm almost positive about right. that. Right. You're drafting Jalen Richard for the catches. You're only going to do it in PPR. Which are what? They're, they're going to go. His catches are going to go up with the addition of Tyra Williams and Antonio Brown? I, I think not. Okay. No, I bet it's consistent. Let, let's keep going here because we are not getting through enough of He's this draft. A 10 point, 10 PPR point fill in. I'd like to get through 10 rounds here. We're in round five. Lamar Miller, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, OJ Howard, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, we take OJ Howard over Cook, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel about this group of receivers. Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd, and then going right into round six, DJ Moore and Sammy Watkins. Uh, so Anderson, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, 10 touchdowns last year. Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, Sammy Watkins. I think Robbie Anderson's going to get a little... I was surprised he went this high because I thought he was actually going to get overlooked a little bit. Um, I, I like what's coming out of... Uh, the reports coming out of New York about him. I think he's going to actually, you know, be... Maybe have a career season. Um, you know, just depending on if his targets can stay consistent, he can stay healthy. Um, Williams is going to be interesting because you have 65 targets that have to be spread out now with Tyrell Williams gone. Now... You take the 60 or so targets Antonio Gates got also, and so you talk 120 targets between Hunter Henry coming back and then where else do they go? And I think Mike Williams will see a little bit of a boost. Can he score as much? But he you know, he certainly proved himself to be a good red zone threat last year. So I, I like Mike Williams that this is a little bit too high. Well, who, um, who's your favorite in this group? Anderson, Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, Sammy I mean, Rockets. it's actually two guys that went in the sixth round. is DJ Moore and Dante Pettis. But uh, I, I do think that Tyler Boyd at the end of this round you know, should have probably gone ahead of both Anderson and, and Williams based on what he showed last year. I'll take Boyd because the catches count, and I think he's going to be 
just as much of a factor this year as he was last year. The offense coming in uh, definitely makes room for slots to to have a big role. I'm taking Robbie Anderson. I I, I really think uh, this is another one of those things where I look at late in the season and I see you know you see sort of the development of player and quarterback, and I think Sam Darnold takes takes a nice little leap in year he two. He did do that late. In the and year. Robbie Anderson is a guy like if he can keep his his off field issues at bay i think he's a guy who can turn into a, a thousand yard receiver by the end of the season he, he had one of my favorite quotes so far this offseason he said i i didn't take any vacation because i didn't earn it last year so you know the fact that he uh he, he seems to be without getting in trouble with saying the right things doing the right things upgrading coach upgrading quarterback or, or improve quarterback upgrade talent around him i think he can have a career season 46 targets in his last five games yeah, and in three of his last four games, he had 76 yards and a touchdown or, or more. But he had a touchdown in weeks 14, 15, and 16. And then we weren't really surprised. Anderson had a bad game at New England in week 17. But we kind of called that because that's what New England does. They shut down number one options. All right. If you, if you do look at six. it, though, you know, outside of Pettis and, and Moore, and I guess Lockett also, but you know, just looking at these next two rounds, he's the only number one receiver because Boyd's the number two, Williams the number two. You know, Anderson's the number one guy there. But you you included DJ Moore, right, as number one? Yeah, D, DJ yeah. Moore is the number one guy, but is he a dominant number one guy? Like, I don't know if Anderson will be a dominant number one guy, but he's going to, you know, certainly get more targets than DJ Moore. All right, here's round six. Actually, we'll, we'll come back. We're going to take a quick break here on Fantasy Football today when we come back. Round six, and hopefully seven, eight, nine, and ten right after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. DJ Moore and Sammy Watkins are the first two picks of round six. Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis. So the running backs are getting a little, you know, they're flyers. They're not flyers, but they're obviously have some some downside here. And makes sense. I like, I like Drake in the spot. Right. But there's obviously downside. Right? I mean, I'm sure. He's not safe. None of these guys are safe. Uh, Drake, Geis, Tyler Lockett, Takoka, Dante Pettis, the Dave. That was one of Jamie's favorite picks. Jarek McKinnon. Is one of Jamie's least favorite picks. Calvin Ridley, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan. Quarterback run at the end of the round. Four in a row. Um, all right, Coco, you're pretty confident in Tyler Lockett. So he had 71 targets and 10 touchdowns. That's obviously not sustainable. But what do you think? I mean, 57 catches, 965 yards. Do you think he's just a lot more involved in the passing game? I mean, is he going to be close... Tyler Lockett to like a hundred targets in your mind? Well, I think he's going to have to be, or or we should find out shortly if if he's going to be, because today is decision day for Russell Wilson, 
And if they're going to spend that much money on Russell Wilson as, you know, $30 million plus, then they're going to have to let him throw the football more. And if we're, we're talking about Doug Baldwin, you know, third offseason surgery, Tyler Lockett is going to be the guy. He's he's always been that safety valve for uh, for Russell Wilson, like we saw it last year with all these um, just spectacular catches and all the touchdowns that he had. He was really consistent there. So I think, you know, he's a guy who if you look at the stats, he had 71 targets, the 57 receptions. I think he's somebody who you're going to see like a, a big jump in targets. And, and that's why I liked him as as sort of my flex guy. And and I think it's sort of just matchup dependent, too. I think we, you know, with with having the Odell Beckham and having the Michael Thomas as my two main guys, this is someone I can wait and see on and see after the first few weeks. OK, is he getting those targets? You know, is he getting those receptions? And if he's not, maybe, you know, he's someone that that I can just use as sort of trade bait. So I want to ask Coco a question here, just a, philosoph- a philosophical question, right? So Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, uh, Lamar Miller, Tyler Lockett. Do you, when you do a PPR draft, I mean, how concerned are you about catches? I know it might sound like a silly question, but... I, I wonder if the last four picks you've made up at this point, rounds three through six, are low-catch guys, even though three of them are running backs, but for their position. And are you, maybe you disagree, but are you concerned about that? Was that something that was on your mind? Or you just say, I'm going to take the best player and not worry about that? Well, someone in Tyler Lockett's case, it's he's one of those guys that I just think is going to get the football more. But if we're talking about the running backs, it's just, you know, how many points do touchdowns count as? And it's just you get the six points for touchdowns. And I think these are, you know, in Aaron Jones and a Sony Michelle are guys who are going to score more and they're going to score a lot and they're, they're going to run the football a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to lose out on those, you know, those PPR, the, the bonus points, if you want to call them that. But if I'm getting, you know, 13 fantasy points a game plus from Sony Michelle and Aaron Jones, then I'm happy with that. I'm content with that, knowing that in Odell and a Michael Thomas that I think I'm going to get, you know, anywhere from you know, seven to eight catches a game or something along those lines from those guys. So I'm not really, you know, I want potential, you know, I want the value. I want to take risks and that's basically how I draft. And, you know, sometimes I miss on guys and that's why, you know, I have Ian Thomas as my, as my tight end. But I just think that Tyler Lockett's going to be one of those guys who's really going to take off this year. Well, let me ask you a question because you keep throwing out the the 50 catch number for running backs and and what you think they need to get to. Is there a reception number for receivers, in your opinion, that has to be like a minimum to feel safe? Because like guys like Tyler Lockett and Mike Williams and, you know, throwing like a Wolf Fuller or, you know, lesser scale like Deshaun Jackson and Tyrell Williams, guys that don't obviously catch a lot of passes, but you're hoping that they're, I don't know if eight is the number, but, you know, around eight touchdowns per season, you know, and, and maybe close to a thousand yards where the big play potential is what carries them. Is there, is there a number at the re- receiver position for you that you say this is the, the, the number I want to sort of achieve? Um, no, uh, not necessarily. 70? I think if a guy is not going to catch 70 passes. I 75 in my mind is what you're going to say. So 70 makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I but like, actually if, if he gets if he yeah. gets if he gets seventy eleven hundred and, and eight touchdowns from Tyler Lockett. Yep. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's an amazing it's season. Career season for him in terms of receptions, but and yeah. Right. I mean, that would be a great season. Um, I I think I concern myself more with catches when it comes to running backs. I think I'm at, I'm at that point now. 
where you know the game has changed to the point where you just have a lot of running backs that do catch a lot of balls. And in a PPR league, if you don't have one, you're you might be at a disadvantage. This this is a topic that this is just off the top of my head, so I have to really dig into it. But I do consider that on draft day, and because on this team I have Christian McCaffrey, you know that makes up for a lot of it. He's getting a hundred catches most likely. But you don't like Jalen Short because he doesn't do anything with it. He's just he's just like. He's just such a nothing. He's just such a nothing. Okay, moving on. Keep going here in the draft. Where are we? Round seven. The last four picks of round six were Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, and Matt Ryan. We go to Eric Ebron to start round seven. Jamie Took, Josh Jacob. Jo- uh, who'd you take there? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, okay. Um, Allen Robinson, Hunter Henry. That took the starting running back for the Texans. <laughs> Texans. <laughs> Hunter Henry, Will Fuller, and Ito Smith. Eric Ebron, Danny Woodhead, Allen Robinson, Hunter Henry, Will Fuller, Ito Smith. No, Josh Jacobs, not Danny Woodhead. Oh that my god, right. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Ebron, Josh Jacobs. I'm I'm Ron Burgundy here. I'll read whatever's in front of me. So we draft Danny Woodhead as a placeholder for Josh Jacobs. Um yeah, I took Hunter Henry because I I really wanted a, a tight end with a lot of potential. I talked about that on yesterday on Friday's show. Will Fuller, Ito Smith. Dave, um, your pick was Alshon Jeffrey in this round. Coca took Russell Wilson. Um, then we had Jordan Howard, Kiki QT, Isaiah Crowell, and Jay Ajayi. So I, I know, Dave, you didn't like Crowell and Ajayi. How did you feel about Jordan Howard? Uh, where are we in the draft? Like 82nd overall, 80th overall, something like that? Well, it's completely different. Jordan Howard... In the case of Ajayi, he's not on a team. I can't take him at this point. Jordan Howard, I think, has a chance to remain the lead back for Philadelphia to at least begin the season, at least the first quarter of the season. I think Crowell could get replaced pretty quickly. I don't, I don't think if, Isaiah, if they don't draft someone, if they don't draft, I, first of all, I fully expect them to draft someone. Sure. If they don't, he's going to face competition in camp from the other guys that they have. Not that the other guys are. Amazing talents themselves. We'll see what they have in Chris Warren. But I, I would be surprised if Isaiah Crowell became um, a, a bigger factor than Jordan Howard will be in Philadelphia. Yeah, Howard's better. I don't have a problem with Crowell this spot if he's the guy in Oakland, as in the the first and second down guy. He's the first and second down guy all season long. Yeah, then this is a perfect spot for him. It's probably a steal if that's what he is. Okay. I just I don't know how many people are banking on that. Uh, I'm going to do one more round here. I'm going to say a name, and you just tell me good pick or bad pick. Marvin Jones. We're in round eight. Marvin Jones. Great pick. Yep. Uh, Coco, you feel free to jump in there as well. Latavius Murray. Good pick. I, this eh. is round eight? Yep. Eh. I think you could have waited one more round. Well, not probably not because this is 23 picks away from his next pick, 22 picks. So. Okay. Did, and did he have to have Latavius Murray? Does he also have Alvin Kamara? No. I don't understand the rush to get Latavius Murray then. Okay. Uh, David Njoku. Too soon. Good pick. Larry Fitzgerald. Great pick. Very good pick. Okay. Coca took Curtis Samuel. Oh, wonderful pick. Wonderful pick. <laughs> a plus. <laughs> uh, was that I, th- supposed I thought it was a little too soon. Was that a rookie receiver and just Curtis Samuel as a placeholder or? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's how we feel. 
okay. I, I was surprised. I just that caught me by surprise, Curtis Samuel. Coco, you have twenty seconds. Tell me what you were. Uh, Ten seconds. What were you thinking there? He's just another guy that I thought I thought potential. I just look at these guys and look at the numbers that that they put up towards the end of the season and these nice late season stretches. And I think that's sort of what I'm basing uh, some of these picks on. And because Christian McCaffrey isn't going to catch that many footballs again. Okay. <laughs> Do you have? Uh, I'm only laughing because that was Adam's guy. Um, and I just said he was going to catch 100 passes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the we did this draft, and I know this isn't an obvious thing about him on its own, but Chris Hogan joining the Panthers that impacts these guys in some capacity. You know, it's like a couple catches a game. If he plays 16 games from DJ Moore and from Curtis Samuel, would you feel as comfortable Curtis Samuel here still? Yeah. Chris, Chris Hogan. He's just another guy that doesn't scare me. And and I just think that they can do so many more creative things with Curtis Samuel. Like I think they they were finally figuring out how to use him in this offense and how to sort of alleviate some of the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey. And I think that they're going to be able to build on that. So he could be a guy who gets a couple carries a game. He could be a guy who, you know, they could put in the backfield and and throw him the football like they've done with McCaffrey. So so even based off uh, uh, Hogan signing, I'm, I'm still not concerned. All right, Samuel had 72 or more yards in three of his last five games. He had four touchdowns in his last eight games. So he did come on strong. That is obviously something that uh, is important to Matthew Coca. No problem there. All right, Carlos Hyde, good pick or bad pick? Dave Richard, your pick. It it was a necessary pick. So for me, it was a good pick. I think if you didn't need Carlos Hyde, it would have been a bad pick. I think it's a good pick. Uh, and he and Latavius Murray are very similar. They're going to be... I think impactful at some point during the season. In Hyde's case, it could be more so than um, a lot of the guys that went here because I, I'm not a Damien Williams believer in finishing the season because he's had 50 career carries. 50 carries in a season are his career high. Christian Kirk. Great pick. Yeah, good pick. LaShawn McCoy. Good pick. Good pick. Doug, Doug Baldwin. I'll say it's a good pick. Too soon. This lead, it's <laughs> That's a good my pick. pick. Come on, it's a great pick. What are you, Will Brinson? Go, yeah, so uh, we're supposed to be done with the show right now, but we're not, and I have to babysit. So I'm going to hold my kid Look at that, he's there with for you. For the end of the show. Come on, See put him on the air. Hey, put him on the air. Come say hi. He's got his little Sophie toy. Um, Golden Tate. I thought that was a very good pick. Too soon. Too soon? Come on, we're, we're more than 90, we're 93 picks overall. in. 94 picks. Too soon. In a PPR, I'm I'm fine with Golden Tate here. Okay, give me a wide receiver you would have taken after Golden Tate. Allison and Corey Davis. Uh, Mike Davis to Jamie. Good pick. Can I ask a question real quick about the Bears? Is this a team that you could see taking a running back? Yes. No, they don't have enough draft capital. Sterling could, Sh- Shep- Oh, yeah. They they will add another running back that weekend. Maybe it's an undrafted guy. If they don't, then they're kind of telling you what direction they want to go in, which is yeah, I'm looking at this. a they lot have, of pass-heavy. They have no first-round pick, no second-round pick, no sixth-round pick. Yeah, It's going to be tough, but I, I just like— But they also don't have many needs. Yeah. So I think they're going to go best available so with a lot think, of these do you picks. So do you think Mike Davis is going to be, I, I love Mike, be that guy? I love Mike Davis, yeah. He's one of my favorite sleepers this year. Okay. And Sterling Shepard, last pick of round eight. Two picks after Golden Tate. Too soon. Oh, the Giants yeah, are really. I'm, I'm not a Sterling guy. The Giants really lock up both of those guys with long-term deals. That would be great. 
Um, all right, so that's eight rounds of our draft. And uh, who were some of the rookie wide receivers that were taken later, Jamie? Um, DK Metcalf, uh, Nikhil Harry. Um, I think there was like seven of them. Yeah, um, I don't. Were there seven receivers taken? I know that Hakeem Butler got taken. I know that uh, Marquise Brown. I yep. believe it was Metcalf, and then Brown. Um, was there a was receiver ahead of him? Metcalf, Brown. Uh, AJ Brown, sorry, Marquise Brown, AJ Brown, and then Nikhil Harry. I know was taken. Hakeem Butler was taken, and I think that might have been it. Butler went before Harry. How about running back? Harry. Harry was the last receiver, rookie receiver taken. Mm-hmm. Jay, Dave took Miles Sanders in the last round. That was yeah, my last pick. Okay, um, the results are on the website. Check it out. <clears throat> and let's recap our teams. Coca, tell us uh, tell us about your team and what you like, what you didn't like. Well, Robbie Anderson was was one of the guys that I just missed out on drafting, and that's how I got into the whole Lamar Miller situation. But what we didn't talk about is is on my bench I have Duke Johnson and I have Deion Lewis. And I think if we're looking for, you know, Azer, you brought up having a 50 reception running back on my team, we didn't get to talk about Deion Lewis. And, and I think he's, a, he's another dude who, you know, what is this, this Titans offense? I don't know. I don't really know what it is. And they're bringing in another offensive coordinator. So are they going to yeah. give this guy the football? Are they going to throw him the football and use him like the Patriots did? Or are they still going to look like like the sloppy Titans that we've seen for how many seasons in a row? Yeah, I'm nervous about the Titans. Uh, they promoted their tight ends coach who's kind of been a hanger on with the franchise for a while. He's going to use somebody else's playbook. Uh, and, and I think they really want to try and just grind it out with Derrick Henry. I think they're going to ride Henry – I think they're starting to get a little nervous about what they have in Marcus Mariota. How far off are Deion Lewis and Duke Johnson from Jalen Richard, being that they are 50-catch candidates, but what can they do with the 50 catches? Duke, I think, is a great pick now because if he gets traded mm-hmm. and gets traded to a situation that could be an upgrade, because it's, it's a downgrade right now. Look, he's got, he's got eight games to be the number two guy and then half a season to be the number three guy most likely. So if they can somehow flip him for value and he ends up in a spot where he can sort of become that pass catching back for a certain team then i think you're in a great spot so i actually liked it when you made that pick i thought that was very smart and, and the other thing with with the Dion lewis Jalen Rashard thing is is lewis had 155 carries last year so he's getting the football way more than a Rashard is so even if he's not doing everything he can with those catches sure. he's still getting the ball to him one of the guys i want to ask about is zay jones He's one of the late wide receivers that I picked up on. And like I think you guys can sense the trend that I'm going with, which is like crappy late, players. Late, yeah, yeah. Late, crappy yeah. players. Or, late or search. The late players you're going to cut in the first Late season weeks search. The late season blooms. He yeah. had a, a 24-point game, a 17-point game. He was very good to end the season. Well, he, but, crushed, he crushed Miami, which is where two of his games were. Yeah. But it's just, you know, what do you guys think of that, of that Buffalo offense? Because one of the guys I really wanted to take was Robert Foster. Didn't you like him last oh, year? Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that I th- that I think he can burst out onto. He the could, scene. but you know, you know, adding John Brown is certainly a, a detractor to both I, those guys. As a as a Ravens fan, I can I can attest. Well, that John John Brown, you should you should love John Brown with eh, Joe Flacco. You should hate eh. John Brown with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I I I think that they're trying to find speedy receivers that they can just keep rolling out play after play as an outlet for Josh Allen if a play breaks down, and then they've got short area targets like. 
Zay Jones, who I think can handle that role. Cole Beasley was added. He's obviously a good slot receiver that Josh Allen could check down to. So I, I they don't really have that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off, guys. You guys can finish out without me. Um, thank you. There he is. He's got the baby yeah, on his lap. The, show. Nah, the cat is. It's okay. I want else. you guys to talk about your team. We got about five minutes left, so go ahead and recap your teams. Um, my yeah, my child's freaking out Look right now. He he does not like Zay Jones, but I have Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey, and Devontae Freeman, T.Y. Hilton, and Mike Evans, Hunter Henry, Mark Ingram, um, or Geronimo Allison or Doug Baldwin at flex. I like my team a lot because I have a great quarterback in Rodgers. I have potentially a great tight end in Hunter Henry. I have a 100-catch, or let's say 90-catch Christian McCaffrey. Evans and Hilton, who I got in rounds two and three. Um, I like Devontae Freeman. I, I was happy with my team, and I took the Bears. I took the Bears DST. I was the first one to take a DST. I, I do that a lot because I feel like at the end of the draft, the players, they're interchangeable. So in our drafts, nobody takes defenses early, so I took the Bears, and I was happy to do the mock, it. you don't have to do that. Well, I think you do. I mean, oh, uh, you can I, do what you want. I man. take it. <laughs> what did I take them in? Like round thirteen out of fifteen, uh, twelve. So anyway, uh, eleven. Okay, not as early as I thought. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Jamie and Dave, talk about your teams, and I. Uh, we will talk to you guys later in the week. Uh, so bye for me. Go ahead. Interesting, interesting way for him to go out of here. I'll go with my team next. Uh, I like it. Jared Goff is the quarterback. Nick Chubb, Damian Williams at running back or starters for me. It's a risky pick. Williams, easily the riskiest pick that I made, but I feel good about what I have around him. Not only do I have his backup on my bench and Carlos Hyde, but my receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Galladay. I'm going to get by with Chris Herndon as my tight end to begin the season. I've got options at flex between Dante Pettis, Tevin Coleman, and Alshon Jeffrey. I've got Rashad Penny on my bench for when he takes over. For Chris Carson, if he takes over for Chris Carson. A couple of rookie running backs, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders. Big surprise, my bench is loaded with running backs, Texans DST, and I have a kicker. Jamie. Uh, I took Ezekiel Elliott in round one, and then I uh, decided I was going to take two receivers with Tyree Kill and Antonio Brown, my next two picks. Um, Evan Ingram in round four. Then James White in round five. Uh, I I mentioned this on the show last week that I was going to take. I was I'm not going to just continue to reach for backup running backs or backup receivers, but I don't have to. So I took Deshaun Watson in round six, and then uh, I took a couple rookie running backs along the way with uh, Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. I, I love Mike Davis, where I was able to get him. I love Jalen Richard because I think he's got the chance to be a little bit better in terms of his fantasy production with the same reception total. Nah, so I think score a couple nah, touchdowns. Oh, look, so. still here. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about uh, the pick I regretted, which was Corey Davis over Geronimo Allison last week. I love getting Devin Funches uh, in, double di- in the double-digit rounds because I think he's got the potential to be this year's Eric Ebron as the guy that goes through the Colts car wash and has a much better season and maybe his best season ever. Um, and I took uh, with one of my last picks was Emmanuel Sanders, who has the chance to, if healthy, be a steal. I think I'm in the 13th round, so I was happy about that. I think the receiver depth you built was great. I'd love to spend another four or five minutes on Devin Funches, but I'm getting the high sign from Daddy that we got to wrap it up. So from Adam Aze, for Adam Azer, for Matthew Coco, for Jamie Eisenberg, I'm Dave Richard. This has been Fantasy Football Today. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na! Nah, 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 nah.